So welcome to episode two of the Unemployable podcast, obviously the podcast to give people that want to escape that nine to five life um, and kind of want to do things differently. Obviously, this podcast is all about helping people that want to be dif- uh, you know, different and not normal. Um, so today's episode, it's a pleasure to be joined by Sammy. Thank you. Um, absolute pleasure. We've enjoyed some nice lunch and we had a nice trip um, through the city. Um, but I'm going to just literally start this podcast off with getting you to explain a bit about yourself. Introduce yourself. Tell, tell the listeners who you are and what you do. Okay. So, hi, my name is Sammy. I'm 20 years old and generally known for having uh, a very interesting journey through my teen years to get to where I am now. Um, I was raised on welfare and, uh, you know, public school and all that didn't have a great, you know, kind of upbringing compared to where I am now, but, um, really turned it around with, you know, trading, I trade Bitcoin with, you know, I was an entrepreneur when I was 13, did a bunch of other, you know, crazy things for, you know, quite a long time. And, uh, and I've now kind of amassed quite a nice lifestyle for myself. I'm teaching people how I do it and, uh, yeah, just taking it day by day, I guess. Yeah. It's quite funny because we sat down at lunch and it was when I was, obviously I know you had a different business venture when you were that young, but I actually, I started off when I was 12 um, and with my Christmas money for my family, I brought a big batch of polo shirts from Fred Perry, like a wholesale discount um, and basically tripled my Christmas money. So I didn't go and buy like a toy or like the latest Blackberry that everyone else in school did. I was like, what can I do? Like this is the, the only chance I get when I'm 13 to literally go and go and make some money. So I use my Christmas money and, and go and do that. And it was, it actually kind of triggered me when, when you said I was 13, because like I was literally kind of 12, 13 when I endeavored into business. Um, so, so what was your first business when you were 13? Um, my first business was managing content creators. So it was like what a Hollywood talent agent would be like for actors. Um, they would, you know, kind of onboard a bunch of actors, give them gigs, and then they get kind of 10, 20% of whatever, or sometimes a lot more if they're exploitative of what the actor gets. And that's what I was doing for YouTubers. And uh, I mean, the money was pretty terrible, but it was super fun because, I mean, my work almost directly correlated with my success in, in a lot of cases. And uh, my God, to, to, to just be thrown into the deep end for that, like with that at 13, 14, like I said, you know, during lunch, it was it gave me so many um, advantages, taught me so many lessons. That was that was my first big venture. Yeah. And then, so from there, where did you go after that? After that, I, um, as I said, the, uh, the business had to shut down because of some terms and conditions changes. And I didn't really know what to do. I was still a YouTuber. I was still a gamer. I was still the same degenerate I have been for, for a long time. And, uh, uh, and, and I got an opportunity to then work on a uh, YouTube channel, which was quite big. Uh, someone had bought it from somebody else, but it was dead. It had 300,000 subscribers, but no active viewership. And I was offered $2,000 a month to um, to grow that YouTube channel, wow. produce content for it. And it was just top, it's like top 10 crazy facts about whatever. And I was writing it, scripting it, everything. This was 15. Um, and $2,000 at that time was insane. Uh, you know, I mean, it was just finishing, just doing my GCSEs in, uh, in London. <laughs> and um, I couldn't I couldn't concentrate on the work, you know, because it was just too much money. And, and so, you know, while I was supposed to be, you know, kind of doing my coursework or whatever, I would actually be scripting videos and, um, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. So, uh, after that, and that's just cause the channel was dead in the algorithm. I think it was like black blacklisted or whatever you call it. Um, shadow band. Shadow band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, 
and so from there, that, and that kind of age 15 is roughly where I started getting into Bitcoin trading and that just took off from there. So you, wow, you got into it when you're 15. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just before I turned 16. Um, I started actually it was about, yeah, April. I was, I was still, yeah, 15. And, uh, um, I had actually always wanted to be in Bitcoin for a long time, like since I was like 12, but, um, I didn't have the knowledge of like the technicals of how it works. And I thought you needed to be like a computer whiz, which to be fair at that time, you did need a lot of subject expertise, which these days you, you know, it's the barrier for entry is a lot lower. Um, but yeah, I, I saw a friend doing it and I thought, yeah, okay, if he can do it, I can kind of, I can figure this out too. Yeah. I think a lot of people, so like right now, obviously we're, you know, for, for those of you who don't know, we're literally sat here right now with the markets up on screens. Um, so a lot of, for example, online coaches, um, and obviously a lot of, you know, kind of young entrepreneurs, well, as a young person, Bitcoin and obviously cryptocurrency seems to be super, super attractive. And obviously there's loads and loads of talk of like, is it too late, et cetera, et cetera. What's your kind of opinion on that? Do, do you think if you've got in there before, it's like, that's why it's, it's so well now, but if, if someone was to say like, oh, I've got 10,000 pounds, would it be worth going into crypto? It depends what they want to do with their 10,000. Um, are they trying to turn it into a million or, or 15,000? And, and that's a big, you know, I mean, that, that would depend a lot on, um, on what their take is. You know, I mean, if you're, if you're trying to, you know, what I call is that there's, there's wealth management, there's wealth preservation, and then there's wealth creation. And this is where you don't have money and you want to make a lot. And, you know, in this context, 10 K to a million means not having money. And, um, you know, I, I like to be an optimist. Uh, it's obviously not as easy as it would have been three years ago, but it's going to be even harder three years from now. And if you look at it from that perspective, then, uh, uh, yeah, now is a pretty good time. And, uh, you know, my main thing is trading, not investing. So, um, you know, like I, I'm trying to, you know, open a position and then close it in the, usually a matter of days. And that means, I mean, I can trade now in 2021 or in 2018 and my strategy has not changed very much. So, you know, when you look at it from that perspective, no, it's not too late. Um, it just, it depends on what your, what your kind of targets are. You know, I mean, Bitcoin could do another 10 X from here to, you know, from $50,000 now to 500,000. Um, and, but, but that's still not going to turn you into a millionaire if you're starting yeah. with 10 K. So, you know, I mean, do you think it's going to go to $5 million? And, and that, that's a conversation for other people because, yeah. you know, I, I don't like to make speculations like that. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of, you know, don't just jump into it thinking like you've actually got to think about why you're going into it. Essentially, that's, that's the biggest thing that you'd probably say to people, like actually look at what you're doing, you know, how much capital you can raise and then actually look at it from a trading perspective rather than, for example, just buying X amount of whatever and just being like, yeah, just leave it and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think that's a lot of problem. That's a lot of the problem with beginners is um, you see that like they'll see even people like myself or, or others just, you know, with their fancy cars and nice houses or whatever and think, okay, I buy that and then I fall asleep and that's it. And I mean, if you're investing and you pick the right thing, it's going to work that way. But um, again, like I said, you know, I mean, do, you, do you think Bitcoin's going to go to $5 million? And, and that's, that's a whole different, very, very long conversation. But, you know, look, it's definitely not happening tomorrow. It's probably not going to happen next year. You know, it's going to take a long time. So um, I think one of the big problems a lot of people have is they think, okay, I just need to buy crypto and hold it and that's it. And that's, that's what I think a lot of people are doing at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, like that that's going to work when the sun is shining, like right now. But, you know, eventually there probably is going to be another big bear market where 
bear markets mean you know where where the price is trending lower for a significant period of time and uh, and and the time thing is really what kind of you know hurts is you know like for now if if we were to enter one of these you know quote unquote bear markets right now from $50,000 it might drive the price down to 10k and you know you know that bitcoin has seen drops like that a lot in its history so that's not going to be too scary to to think about today but you know when it's you know you know this this month we're recording is september and then it turns into october november december january february march and on march it's still grinding down to 10k uh it's a lot more it's a lot more difficult to to live in it at that time and um and and that's where you kind of start to lose your vision a bit and that's why you know just buying and holding in my opinion is not a very good strategy unless you kind of you understand what you're doing and um yeah, because because it is it is a very you know it's it's not easy to hold something like Bitcoin. I mean, yeah, obviously everyone who's ever held it in history, you know, with the exception of a couple of weeks, has made money. Uh, but a, a lot of people have also bought and and just sold at lower levels out of panic. So, um, you know, you do need to be more involved than you might think at first. Yeah, yeah, and um, again, that comes down to you know again to mindset. Like, don't just think. Right, I'm going to put X amount into that, and then perfect. You know, in a couple of years, I'll be able to buy buy a house or something. Yes, it could happen like that, but you've got to you've got to really, really be in it because you trust it and you actually kind of are interested in it. Don't just imagine that you're going to whack money in it; it's going to keep growing and growing and growing. Because you know, me and Sammy had a great chat over lunch, and we were talking about the mindset of of kind of being your own well in, in control of your own finances etc and you know for example where we are both self-employed and you know, we run businesses our output matches what we get essentially in a nutshell you know me and Sammy had a great chat about work ethic and kind of downtime you know for one thing <laughs> um I said that my my downtime is essentially time that I'm still doing a bit of work but I'm also um kind of doing bits of yes, I might enjoy, for example, I might put a film on, um, and I'll be doing a bit of work. Um, and that's one of the things, again, that I see people do is they're constantly worried about like, what do I do next? What do I do next? Um, and they're, they're kind of worried about downtime. And they think, you know, there's a lot of people in the press at the moment, and especially Instagram saying, you know, work hard, and all of this is like a myth. And you know, you've got to look after yourself and stuff. Um, and you know, downtime is more important. And it's not about the grind and the hustle. Um, but, you know, kind of speaking to Sammy, and we both decided that to be honest with you, it, it is what you put in, isn't it? Like if, if you do work hard, and obviously, yes, you, you have got to have, you know, some element of skill and, and kind of, you know, network and stuff. But I just want to kind of ask you what your opinion is of downtime because I really, really liked your take on it. And also you're probably the, well, one of three people that I've ever met that has the same opinion of downtime as me. Um, so we, well, I always get told, have downtime, do this. You always work, etc. cetera. I, I, I choose to, I love it. I would, I said to, you know, Sammy earlier, like, I wouldn't know what to do if I didn't have work to do. Now, what's your opinion on downtime? Um, I, I wish that I, uh, I felt the way that the people you described talk to you, um, you know, where, where they say, you know, downtime is really good and, and you should kind of have more of it. Um, but I'm, I'm very much the same as you where, I mean, anytime I ever tried to have that, I can't, I cannot remember an, an exception to this. I would always still be, you know, you know, my vacations or whatever, I'd always still be looking at the, the charts, the market, um, just to kind of see what's going on. And, you know, I mean, a big part of that is, 
if I was truly unplugged, um, it, it would uh, it would just be boring. And you know, a big big part of why I arrived to this is I was actually already like this, and it was I was pretty miserable because of it because I was always constantly. You know, I mean, and this is just one thing, keeping track of the market. Okay, that's fairly easy. But when it's also, you know, you're running a business and the numbers are down or the numbers are not as, they're not accelerating as fast as you wanted them to do to, to and different things like that. It's just constant dissatisfaction. And anyone who's ever worked on something where, uh, you know, they are in charge, they'll probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, most people in, in, in normal jobs will probably know what I'm talking about as well um, when they really care about the result. And uh and so it, it drove me to be a little bit miserable and things like that. And everyone was telling me to stop being like that and, you know, take my breaks. Um, and, you know, for a long time, I didn't listen to them. But eventually I thought, OK, you know, I'm, and I was, as I was saying over lunch, you know, I'm, I'm, at, the, at the time that I, I finally caved in, I was 18 and um, I'd already made my first million, maybe even my second. I can't remember. Um, and and, you know, I was I was I was like, all right, fair enough. You know, I'm, I'm 18. Can I am I allowed to, to swear? 100%. Yeah, I was, I was like, fuck it. Like, I, I you know. What else am I going to do? I'm, I'm 18 with, with all this cash. Like, let, let me let me enjoy it. Let me do something stupid. And and so I did. And I was I was just purely enjoying it and doing a bunch of stuff. And I was still working a little bit, but I, you know, I was going a lot easier on myself. And what I noticed is I was just gradually slipping more and more into degeneracy. Um, and and in all ways, I mean, um, you know, it was it was just anything that wasn't productive. I would I would always kind of be you know diving into vices and stuff. And it wasn't it wasn't healthy. It wasn't smart. Um, and I, I hurt myself because of it. Uh, and, and the, also, the other big thing, which I didn't tell you about was, um, other people around me who were on a similar journey, they didn't stop. So they, they kept on rising up while I was kind of staying. I mean, I was, I was still rising a little bit. I was still growing, but not nearly as fast as I was before. Um, and, and, you know, when you're, when you're surrounded by, you know, a pack of wolves and, and everyone's putting in the work and you used to as well, um, you know, you're going to stop. And you're going to be stopping to smell the roses, as, as I used to label it. And the roses will smell fantastic, but the wolves around you will keep going up. And that is going to make a gap which you're never going to be able to, 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 to fill. I mean, like they're going to keep going. And even if you get back on the grind, you're not going to be able to catch up because yeah. they're just they're, they're grinding exactly as much as you are. And um, obviously, you know, I mean, that, that then, you know, I, I, it's funny. Other people will be like, you shouldn't compare yourself to others. Um, I, I think that's extremely naive. I think you absolutely should always compare yourself to others because that shows you what's possible. Um, the only reason I got to where I am now is because I was comparing myself to the guys who, you know, were getting Lamborghinis at like yeah. 18 yeah. and, and I was like, Oh shit, this is, this is possible. Why, why do I not, you know, why am I not on that track? And, um, anyway, back on the topic of, 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 you know, kind of taking breaks. Um, so I did it and I didn't like myself. And then I went back to, um, to, to not, you know, taking those kind of breaks. I went back to, you know, always being plugged in at least partially with my, with my mind in the market. And, um, and it's just more rewarding, man. I mean, every day feels like I've, I've taken a step forward and, uh, there's this Japanese concept that's called Kaizen 1% improvements every day. You might've yep, heard of it. Yep. And, and it's, yeah, I mean, just, just to run the math on this, by the way, if you were to, if you were to do this with, un, with, with money, uh, if you were to make a 1% profit every day, which, you know, in any market is fairly easy, um, 1% every single day for a whole year, at the end of a year, you can start with um, ten dollars, and you would end that year with three hundred and seventy dollars. It's a thirty-seven times increase. So, I mean, let, let's use a more substantial number now. Let's say it was one thousand dollars. Now you're looking at thirty-seven thousand. If it was ten k, you're looking at three three hundred and seventy. hundred k, you're looking at three point seven million. So, 
uh, and that's just one percent a day so um you know in, for money it works beautifully but just just for life one percent better every single day um is is going to make you unrecognizable after a year and you can't tell me that um you know if you don't unplug for that one year that you're going to be worse off than the guy who's constantly one percent better yeah and that's, that's what i say to everyone like everything's always changing um <laughs> as we as we watch the markets on the tv um yeah so it's, it's one of the things like and it's like for me i i could never just take time off in the sense of i always have to have some loop in especially end of the day we're having this conversation as well like this isn't a turn up within these hours and get your money job and go home and watch eastenders or coronation street this is like something can happen and you have to make sure that you're on the go because if you don't do that then obviously things aren't going to run and then you know like we are so so passionate about growth and, and hard work and it's just not in our nature like we are always wanting to do more i know you know we're both surrounded by incredibly driven people and around us and like you know we have our inspirations and our motivations and every single day I want to wake up and I'm like, what can I do? That's going to make sure that the day when I wake up the next day is I'm better. Yep. It's like, you know, it's that 1%. Um, I think people would always say like, Oh, don't, don't kind of fall trap into the hard work and, you know, remember, you know, remember to craft yourself and take downtime. But those are the people generally that aren't happy with what they're doing. Like I, I call them energy zappers. <laughs> There's people and I'm like, there's some people I know personally that I do not even give much time in the day because I know that if I take something from them, it's going to zap my energy. And that's like, for me, energy is so important. And um, the last year I've learned about energy so much and surround yourself with negativity and you will <laughs> fall, 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 yep. simple as that, because then people crave your enthusiasm and your motivation, but that should be spent in other things. That's going to benefit you. Do you know, that was, that was a big thing that, kind of separated me from the people I grew up around because um you know on one side I was taking in such amazing you know stimuli online of people like the law of attraction just do you know about that yeah 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 just um google that by the way if you guys don't know it law of attraction but um you know just just all this amazing you know stimuli of people saying everything is possible and crazy results being achieved online and then I go back to daily life and you know around you know friends and friends you know people in school who I was forced to be acquainted with um, would would be very um, very resistant to those ideas, and and so with my parents as well, and that was a big one for me. Uh, I was trying to you know achieve big things, but parents were saying, you know, don't do it. And, it happens all the time. Yeah, it, it's one of the biggest things. It's funny to kind of say like uh, forced to be acquaintances at school. It's so true. Yeah, like yep. literally so true. And and the thing about it though is. Um, See, so when I when I was making my decision to drop out of school, I um, I was I was kind of I was seventeen, and I was thinking, right, okay, I want to I want to be a man, like I want to I want to be something, and um, and and there comes a point where a man or even a woman doesn't matter needs to be able to make decisions for themselves that you know other people might disagree with, but that person knows what's best for them, and and it takes real courage to be able to do that, and. One of the big things that allowed me to do this was somewhere I, I read or heard that, um, you know, if, if you want if you want to get rich, you shouldn't take advice from people who are not rich. And and it's and, and that was obviously one of my objectives back then. And um, and that was a big wake up call. I mean, it was like a slap in the face to me because I'd be talking to my parents when I first made my first you know ten thousand dollars in crypto. 
And both of them told me sell everything and go back to daily life. And I was like, absolutely fucking not. No way. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that that's when I started to realize, right, I mean, like, I love my parents and you should love yours and, and anyone else who tells you not to do what they're doing. Obviously, they're only, you know, looking out for you in the best way they know how. But at the end of the day, if, if they don't have what you want, uh, they're probably not good candidates to listen to, even if you think, well, you know, maybe they bring value by telling you what to avoid because they made mistakes. Um, you know, I, I, you know, 10 out of 10 times, I'd rather listen to the winner than the loser. Um, if, if for nothing else, because they have a positive mindset yep. and that's like 90% of the battle. Um, but that was a big part. It's, it's cutting out the crap essentially. Um, and cause, cause yeah, I mean, people who, who will always point out the negatives, they, they, I mean, obviously you need that, but, um, you know, I think we massively blow that out of proportion. And as soon as we start paying attention to, you know, like you want to be fit, you know, the amount of fat people that give advice, like you shouldn't be fasting like that, that one really pisses me off. You know, it's, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, talk to me when, when you're, when you're healthier kind of thing, you know, I'm, I'm going to listen to the guy who is already fit and says fasting's all right. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah, I think that's a big part. It's, it's, it's about what you're taking in. Like you said, the energy, um, harvest good energy, discard the bad. Uh, mo most people think they need to add crazy things to their life to level up. But uh, a lot of the time you just need to subtract the, the mess. Yeah, and that's a, that's actually one of the biggest things I actually want people to take home. Obviously, this is focused around people that, you know, young entrepreneurs obviously that want to do their side hustle. They want to grow their online business. They want to do whatever they want to do, whether it's trading, online coaching, personal training, e-commerce, anything. Um, you are going to get told, don't be silly and don't do this and don't do that. But, you know, for example, for me, when I was um, my last year of sixth form, I actually had joint ownership in a cocktail bar in my local town. And I'm talking like, I had to start it from scratch. I got given this opportunity. Again, I've networked from a young age. Like, I got given that opportunity. I just turned 18. Um, I was an 18 year old, had my own cocktail bar. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Um, I had, a, you know, an alcohol license and everything. Um, but it was like, I was dodging sixth form to go and, big holes at the bar because we were like literally we had this old stable we converted it into a really nice cocktail bar and you know i was meeting painters meeting alcohol suppliers outside of six form and one of my um one of my actually she was she was ahead of six form at the end of it because i i still finished six form um but i came out of it like literally top grades and she was like how the hell have you done this she was like literally your attendance at this last end of the year has been like this. I've been down your cocktail bar. I know what you were doing. She was like, how have you done it? I said, because I just want to do like, I just generally want to do it. And sometimes when people say no, or like, oh, think about this. I'm like, I, right now as well, because I've had that so many times, for example, you know, um, I had the bar, um, had a studio, et cetera, et cetera. Every single time people said no, and it's like, I've done it. And it, you know, it's, it's worked. You know, I, I sold my share in the cocktail bar. Um, I sold my share in the studio because I wanted to move on to other things. Um, and I don't know, I feel like the people that want to do it, I feel like you've just got to trust your gut because mindset is incredibly important. And again, we were talking about it earlier where we're in control of what we do. You've got to have a good mind because you can, you know, like that like Sammy said, if momentum drops and the wolves go, then you are like, you've got to pick yourself back up. Um, and I think, yes, it's scary, but if you are truly passionate about escaping that nine to five and, you know, doing what you want to do, being in control, you know, trying to make more money without being controlled, you know, doing the nine to five and getting paid and earning more people, more money and getting paid peanuts, then 
don't be afraid to say no. And, you know, I say to people, especially young people, like, just do it. Like, if you're age 17 to 25 or whatever, and you've got no stresses, you haven't got a house or mortgage, do it. Don't, you know, just because your mum says don't do it, do it. Like, that should be, like, to me, if you really want it, that's your motivation to be like, I'm going to prove you wrong. And if you use that mindset and you use the passion and the drive, you can go and do it. Like, I remember, you know, I, I kind of went into the cocktail bar thinking, um, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to smash this. This is going to be like how I made my money. And then I told my share and I was like, this isn't it. Like, a lot of the time as well, you know, people think this idea has got to be the one. And it's like, not like, you know, nine times out of ten, more ideas move on to, to other ideas. Oh, and that, mate, yeah. That's how it, it goes, you know. I saying to Sammy, like, you know, third company is going to be launched this year. And if you actually look at what, I've done, you know, it's when I sit down and reflect, I've done so many different industries, but you kind of just keep going and keep going. And that's because, you know, how, how many times I could count, well, I couldn't count, but so many times people have said, don't do it, it's risky. Do it. You know, I think a big part of it is like it, it's a lot easier to believe that crap when you haven't already built success for yourself. But once you've already done one, you know, awesome thing, like in your case, it might have been, you know, selling the shares for the cocktail bar. Um, all of a sudden, everyone who's talking shit, their, their voices, their, the volume on their voice just gets dialed down massively. And then which, with each success you compound on top of that, you just care less. Uh, so part of the challenge before you get there is you need to already be thinking like that, but you don't have the results to make you feel like you can discard their opinions. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's, it's like, well, you know, in that, in that way, you actually, you're, you're trying to, you're breaking into a closed loop into a closed spiral of positivity, but there's, there's no entrance. The entrance is first you do something very admirable and, uh, and, and a, and a great way to, to achieve that actually is, is physical stress because, um, that like you know if you're trying to make money or something that, 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 you know that can take time you have to build a lot of skills to to make substantial amounts of money but anyone can get fit because that's i mean everyone knows the blueprint for that you know you, you eat healthy and you, you work out that, that's fairly straightforward um but that alone could be enough to to kind of kickstart a big you know self-development journey because you know you, you're going to have a big big win in life in that arena and and you will just naturally care less about what other people say um you know i i used to I used to battle with the ideas of, you know, I'm going to prove these people wrong and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, um, I, I kind of concluded that, you know, I, actually it doesn't, you know, I don't have anything to prove to anybody. I, I just, you know, um, there, I mean, it, I, I always come back to the quote, lion doesn't concern himself with the opinion of sheep. And, you know, I mean, if you don't consider yourself a lion, then this doesn't apply to you. And, and that's, that's sad. If you don't, you should, you should try. But um, yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I mean, there, there's no reason to care about you know, I'd care if Elon Musk told me something wouldn't work, you know, then yeah. I would pay attention, you know, but, but if it's, if it's my classmate or if it's, you know, my childhood friend who I'm sure loves me dearly, but, you know, doesn't really have much subject expertise, their opinion isn't worth a whole lot beyond the intention behind it, which is just concern. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously based upon that, so say if there's someone right now, say if there's someone listening to this and they've started their potential new business and they're like, you know, it's, it's growing, but obviously, you know, especially as we're surrounded by lots of other things, they're thinking, oh, why isn't it growing at this rate or this rate? And you might have people around you saying, oh, don't risk it, you know, just go and get a job, et cetera, et cetera. What would you say to them? If they were like, oh, but it's, it's kind of getting you know, shaky now, like, is it going to pay off? What would you say to them? A big part of, uh, of success is um, a good analogy to imagine is you, you've got a, you've got a pickaxe and you're hacking at a, um, 
at a marble statue which you want to break and let's call this marble statue um negativity and, and it's a negativity statue it's towering a town and you need to keep on hitting that shit like all day every single day and it's going to be a while until you see the first crack and then you're going to see a bunch of cracks but it's still going to be a while until it breaks but then all of a sudden this one hit and you can you can drop a straw on it you know when it's weak enough but one tiny hit after a thousand hits before that will be the one that crumbles that statue and um and that's another way of saying exponential breakouts um if you were to put this on a graph it would look like uh the a curve of a u essentially you know where you start from the bottom of the u and it's curving up um hockey stick growth that that's that's essentially um that's what a lot of success looks like and i'd say nearly anything in life but definitely in fine i'm sorry in business um you you're, you know you're going to be you know, doing a lot of high impact work, I'm sorry, high output work with very little overall results for a long time. And it's going to stay that way until eventually you get that exponential breakout. And, um, and, and that's where it just skyrockets. That's where the, the, the you know, the marble statue crumbles. And, um, and your know, part of that is just time, you know, you don't change anything, eventually, it's probably going to work. Um, you know, there's hundreds and millions, billions, probably stories like that, uh, the, one of the more popular ones is Colonel Sanders, founder of KFC. Um, you know, legend was like 60 years old trying to pitch his idea to a bunch of people. And he had to pitch it to, I think it was like 1,030, some crazy number, until finally the 1,030th person he asked said yes and gave him funding for it. And obviously it turned out, turned out to be a big brand. Um, you know, I, I can name examples like that all day, but the fact is you, you already get the point. Um, you know, that you need to keep trying. And I think a lot of the time, man, what people get wrong is, is they're like, yeah, it's not working. But, you know, I'd ask them, how long have you been trying? And it'd be like two months. Yeah. And it's okay. Well, you know, first of all, a university degree takes three years. So, um, you know, you need to have a little bit more, you know, patience with yourself if it's been two months. Um, honestly, I, I'd say like, you know, a minimum of six months, minimum. And, and that doesn't mean what you target. That means, you know, minimum. Guys, just before we finish this podcast, I just want to say, if you do want to reach out to me or Sammy and ask us any questions at all, um, you know, we've covered a lot in this podcast episode. And if you've got any questions, queries, um, then feel free to reach out to us on Instagram. We're more than happy to answer any questions that you may have. And um, it's 100% the same in business. So you've got to, you've got to keep on trying different things. You have to stick with it for a really, really long time. Um, surround yourself with negativity. You mentioned people saying stuff like, you know, you should, you should get a normal job. Um, you know, I mean, it, it depends on how, how crazy you are about wanting this new life. Uh, but if you're crazy enough, I would go as far as saying to cut those people off. Uh, again, you know, I'm sure they have great intentions and I'm sure they're very loving people, but they're not helpful. And, uh, and you have to make a decision about what, what stimuli you want in your life because yep. that's going to hold you back. And as a prime example, you know, nine potential ventures that you've, you know, I've, yeah, I think I'm seven and it's like, that's seven times I've been up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. And that's the mentality, you know, you have to have the mindset for it. Don't just think, right, I'm going to try this. And if it doesn't work, I'm just going to go back to, to how I was or just be a normal person. Because, you know, I've spoken to many, many, many successful people. Um, you know, I've trained clients to, you know, have multiple corporate companies, etc. And it's like, they all have one thing. It's like, they all just kept on going, kept on going, didn't give up, didn't give up. And then when you're there, that's when you can kind of appreciate it and obviously make things work for you. But like you said there, obviously some people, you know, you say to, uh, to some people, how long has it been? Two months. It's like, that's the reality of it. That's why people start side hustles now. 
because you know i think a good percentage of people realize that actually yeah it does take a, a bit of time um and that's and that's why kind of side hustles are so popular because people are like well i can earn two three four five thousand pounds alongside of my job and then you know kind of test the water with it um but you know one of the biggest mindsets you know that you've just said there is just literally just have time have patience um and don't constantly chase 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 because if you do chase 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 sometimes again it's that mindset of like right because you're you you feel like you've put everything in and you get nothing out you can be quite deflated and then that can obviously send you onto different spirals and you're like right this isn't for me but you know the majority is you know we're sat here you know sammy nine different ventures me seven different ventures and we're still not you know exactly where we want to be and it's never going to be like that and you know you speak to most successful people you know look at elon musk like he's just trying to do thing after thing after thing after thing and elon musk fails like exactly the company thing is, is a recent you know big project he took on and it's failed it's yeah. not working yeah but that's fine because you know he's gonna I, I remember there was one analogy when i was trying to grow my youtube channel and i was wondering how do i grow a youtube channel it was really hard and someone just said pick up a pile of, literally said pick up a pile of shit and throw it at a wall and see if it sticks. And if it doesn't stick, pick up another pile of shit and throw it at the wall yeah. and see if it sticks and keep going until it does. And it's a very crude analogy, but whatever sticks to the wall is going to make up for all of the losses and failures that you've had up to that point. And, um, and yeah, to just keep moving forward that way. It really is that simple. And a lot of people don't like that because it, it then puts the power back in their hands and they can't be a victim anymore. Um, but I mean, that, that can be a blessing too, because it means that you really are in control of getting there. You like, you know, not, not, not anybody else, not the fact that you have a, a disability or whatever, it's just you. And, um, and, and that, that gives you all the power you need, man. It's, it's the same, the, the, the one big idea that actually set me on this whole journey when I was 13 was I was, I was thinking, just used to think a lot. And, um, and one thought I had very randomly that came into my head was, Everyone, regardless of color or sex or religion or wealth or place of birth, everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. And some people spend those 24 hours. This is literally the, this is exactly what I was thinking. Some people spend those 24 hours shooting up heroin and other people spend those 24 hours building Microsoft and Apple. Yeah. And, um, and, and when I, when I thought about that, I was like, right, okay, obviously I'm not a heroin addict, but I'm not founder of microsoft either so what can i do differently with you know with those with those 24 hours and again the, the reason i'm bringing this up is, is to say that other people don't necessarily have a big advantage on you um when, when you consider that you all have the same time and and most of you probably have a lot of time on your side you know most of you are probably i'm guessing under 30. yeah so, yep. so you anyway, know if you're under 30 you, you, that's the blessing of time isn't it? you've got you've got your whole life ahead of you so um yeah, to use that is, is is essential in my opinion. That's that's why that's why I love getting up at you know I've been up at four thirty every single morning for the last three years. Also, I know you don't go up at four thirty because you don't go to bed till two. But um, it's I, there's nothing better like you know it's a, you know for me like I've done two and a half hours or three hours work before most people have their first coffee. <laughs> and to me, that that's one of the biggest things that I think is pushing me forward because. I'm literally, I know it's very, you know, um, sort of, you know, sort of touche, but it's like, I've, I, you know, people don't see the work that actually goes in. For example, you know, we pulled up to the office and, you know, I said, you've probably pulled many late ones in here. It's like, yeah, 2am, 3am. It's like, 
most people get to eight and they're like, cool, I need to go to bed now, I'm done. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, they're the ones that, you know, don't complain if you're not happy because there's so much opportunity. You could do anything you want. I'm sat with my laptop. I could do anything I want. I could start a business within 10 minutes. Like, you're in so much power and it's just, yeah, like you said, depending on what you want to do and how you spend spend your time. You know, every, everybody has the same time, but if you really want to, and that's what I've seen, you know, for example, um, you were doing, you know, earning 2,000 pounds a month in your lunch break at school. I was bunking off six form to go and do the bar. Like, yes, we were at the same time, but I was like obviously choosing different things that are, you know, and it's like, you've got to do that stuff, I think. And, you, you know, when I speak to people that have done very, very well, it's it's a trend. Like, I think people are hungry, like, if you're hungry for it, and I've said this to anyone, if you really want something, you can go and do it. There's so many resources. There's absolutely everything out there. If you want something, you can go and do it. Yeah, I think um, a lot of the time when when people can't tap into that, they, they actually don't want it. And and they'll tell you they do. They'll look you dead in the eye yeah. and say, I want that. And then they'll go and, you know, watch Netflix. Yeah. And, and it's what you really want is to, is to pass time. God knows why, because it's not like you have an abundance of time. But, you know... <laughs> And I, I realized this because at one point I was, this is one of my failed gigs. I was trying to become a narrator. Oh, wow. Uh, like for audiobooks. Yeah. So I did for one book. But one of the auditions I did was a was a book about Hinduism. Um, it was just generally interesting. I had to I had to say a script. And it was a conversation between a son, like a kid, and God. And the kid was asking God, um, why can't we have everything we want in life? And God says, um, you already have everything you want in life. You just don't know that you want it. And I was thinking like, okay, let me apply this to, to various different, just as a thought experiment, let me, let me apply this to various different circumstances, including myself. Um, I want to be really fit and I want to look amazing. Um, but tomorrow, am I going to crave a pizza more than looking sexy as hell? And, uh, and generally the answer is, is actually, yeah, I, I actually want, you know, the, um, the dopamine hit more yeah. than, uh, yeah. more than the long-term success. Uh, and, and I think that confronting that is a big, I, honestly, I think once, once you confront that, no, nobody who doesn't have the success they want yet, um, you know, can say that this is false. You know, everybody who, who wants something but doesn't have it, they are a victim of this same, this same problem where they don't actually want their success more than they want their current poor lifestyle. And I think uh, when, you, when you think really long and hard about that, um, you can't not become super successful. Yeah, there's just there's just no way. Yeah, fully fully agree. Um, so, just to wrap this, you know, this episode up, um, I'm just going to say, you know, moral of the story here is like, you've as many times as you're going to get knocked down, the ones that go all the way, are the ones that keep going back up, keep getting back up, get knocked down, get back up. Um, you know, if there's negative people around you, trust your gut, you know, trust your gut instinct, put the work in. Everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. Don't make excuses. Downtime is completely your your opinion. <laughs> me, you know, me and Sammy have our own opinion on downtime. But moral of the story, I, I honestly think, like I said, just have have the right mindset. Um, be afraid to be knocked down before you kind of get to where you want to be. Um, but make sure you have the mindset to get back up um, and keep going and going. Because if you do that, nine times out of 10, it might not be the first venture, the second venture, the third venture, but fourth, fifth, sixth might be the one. It's, it's worth trying. I mean, um, you know, you're, you're only, uh, depending on your religious beliefs, you're only going to be on this planet once and you're only going to be youthful once, that's for sure. So 
um, it, you know, it's, it's worth all of that pain and sacrifice to potentially, you know, essentially retire yourself, you know, one or two years from now, because really that's, that's as long as you need just one or two years. Yeah. Uh, to, to completely, completely change your life, rack up a million dollars, even hundred percent, you can do that in two years. Yeah. Anybody can. And, um, you know, to, to be two years away from that level of freedom, that is so worth it. It's so worth it. 